When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're going to do something we've never done before on this podcast. I am answering your questions. I posted on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I said, you can ask me anything, anything, anything. And so I have Tony Durex here today, friend of mine who I work with, and he is pulling out some questions. I have no idea what you're going to ask me, but look forward to getting into it. There's some good questions in here. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully... Uh, Shall we just dive into it? Let's do it. Just... Just jump in. I'm ready. All right. We're going to start off with TikTok. Okay. The good old TikTokers. We have from Two Addicted Topets. I'm sorry if I messed up your name. What was the defining moment that you knew you mm. had to get clean and sober? Oh, man. Well, the defining moment for me that I knew I had to get sober was when I thought I was possessed by the devil. Like I really believed it and I had spray painted my whole place red, which is just weird that I was so attracted to like everything being red. I felt lonely, ashamed. I had no money. I was doing things that I never thought I would be doing. And, you know, sometimes people always talk about a bottom, but there's always a lower bottom. It can always get worse. I mean, yeah, if you think you're, possessed and you're seeing the devil then yeah that's pretty bad yeah but a lot of people go there and don't get sober but for me that was like i need to do something because i am not gonna end up and i started selling drugs and i'm not that guy i like to party with people but to support my habit i would sell drugs so that was like another warning sign for me because i'm not that type of person like if i even st take um you know like if i'm at the supermarket and i even take like um marshmallow square out of the the you know the big bin i start to feel guilty like even on drugs i had a conscience mm. damn would you say that you were like i mean because you said you started seeing the devil you thought you were possessed yeah were you afraid like were you like i was afraid of getting caught so i was really paranoid you know anyone that wants to change a behavior it becomes scary when we don't know when that moment it like the window's really small so people always like i said people always say oh well i have to hit bottom first but you don't it's just you got to figure out the solution quickly and i knew a dj that had gotten sober and i called him and i just followed his direction and i think that's a key ingredient to like change is finding someone who you trust who has conquered that thing you're struggling with and being like, how the hell did you do it? Mm. Okay. Yeah. I like that. 
Next question is from Big Girl 74. I just need to know, like for years I have wondered, do you get your eyebrows done? Well, the answer to the question of do I get my eyebrows done is I do. You do. I go to my friend Anastasia has a place um, it's in Beverly Hills. The reason I do is if mine just keep growing, they kind of like, have you ever gotten dinner with someone and you're just like, dude, trim your nose hairs or trim your ear hairs or like do something about your eyebrows. I'm that dude. If I didn't do something, I would have like a unibrow with like, that looks like a mustache. No. <laughs> so I do. Uh, you do get your eyebrows on every like every week or one every, no. every two weeks. No, every like two months. Oh, okay. Oh, you're good. Three then. months. All right. Margaret from TikTok wants to know how tall are you? Margaret. And she's curious because she put four question marks. Oh. She's very curious. So I'm the shortest male in my family, and I'm six foot five. So my brother's six eight, my dad's six seven. And I'm more of the stocky, like, male in the family. They're more like, I don't know. What are those birds with, like, the more of the stomach? Uh, what are they? Uh, uh, flamingos? Mm -hmm. I would say they're more like flamingos, and I'm, like, kind of a big bear. Ah, that's yeah. good, though. That's always good to be the tall one. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, these names are pretty tough. Saints asked, how can you trust someone who is not telling the truth? How can you trust someone that's not telling the truth? Well, it depends on what they're not telling the truth about. Mm. Like some people are not going to tell you the truth around a certain area of their life because it's not your business. Mm. And just because someone lies about one area doesn't mean they're a liar. Like we keep information out all the time when we're speaking to people about what we really think, because we're not going to tell someone everything we think about them because that may not be helpful. That may be our own ego. So I, I think like it depends on what you're wanting to trust them about. If they're compulsive liar, I mean, I don't, I try not to be friends with people like but that. Even, but even if you don't, if we don't want certain people to know something about us, it doesn't make us a liar. But why, why even lie? Why not just say, I'd rather not discuss that or I'd rather just not open up about that because like why well because some people I mean how many times do we say oh I wish I didn't say that I mean if we could set boundaries all the time in our life we would kind of be a control freak and sometimes like you know we all get that feeling like in our gut or like when someone asks us a question that we really don't want to answer and it's easier just to go with something else Hmm. So going back to the question, how can you trust someone? Can you trust them? Well, I don't think you can. I think there's just degrees to trust. You could, I could trust someone that they're going to show up on time, but not trust them to take care of my house when I'm gone. I mean, even you, Tony, when you started working with me for six months, we didn't leave you in my house alone. True. Very true. You know, and then after six months, I trusted you. But there's other people in my life. I we learn over time, like what works for us. That's true. Patience, time. I like that. It's funny. Samson and I used to be like, all right, Tony's upstairs. Because <laughs> we didn't know you. Knew you from the gym. Yeah. You know? All right. User 
wants to know what do you look for in a romantic partner? What do I look for? A lot of people I find online are always asking me about my like romantic partner or what I like, Mm. which I'm like, why are they asking me this? But I would say what I look for in a romantic partner is somebody that has passion in their own life, Mm -hmm. that they're chill. Um, I tend not to be attracted to like really loud and life of the party types. Mm. I tend to be more into like someone that's more like we can share trust together and conversation, um, but everything's not out on the table. And um, I also like people that are of different culture than me, just meaning like, I don't know, I, I find that American culture is a bit boring to me. Mm. I don't know. We got like 4th of July. We got like, but some of the other cultures, it's like interesting, like what their family dynamics are and like what they believe is important and what their values are. I also like people that are just interested in things. Like what that. Kind of, are, what kind of things? Like how to build something, how to uh, get better at something. Like, um, someone who could be really curious about plants is attractive to me. Someone who's really, someone who's like into things I'm not into is attractive. Okay. I like that. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, Bearded Cuddle Monster. Mm. I like that name. Bearded Cuddle Monster asks. (laughs) That's your romantic type. That's my romantic type. Bearded Cuddle Monster. I got to go back to his username. Uh, What is the one song that brings you absolute joy? What song brings you to tears? Oh, man. I got a lot of songs that bring me joy. Uh. I don't have songs that bring me to tears. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Cause you do? I, yeah, because you're not a crier. I you know, be- it's I've I don't think I've I don't think I've ever seen you cry. Really? Probably once, but it wasn't like a like a like a breakdown breakdown. You just like teared up a little bit. Uh, movies can make I can cry to movies, but I don't feel like mu- music for me like brings out like spirituality and fun and like excitement and I go through phases as you know like so I'll play a song for two weeks over and over and over again and then I'll yeah. move on to another song for two like at one time it was Lane Eight Sunday song yeah then it was Tarzan Boy yeah then it was like uh, this um, it's it just bounces around to be honest yes but I I like. Uh, I like everything from vocals. I just, I'm not a big hip hop guy and I'm not a big country guy. Yeah. Okay. I can agree with you on the country. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. What? It's just, it all sounds the same, but people who listen to country say but the same thing our, about hip hop. Yeah. Well, I, I just, 
I find if a, if a song is unrelatable to my own life, mm. like I don't find hip hop relatable. Mm. I don't understand like, I mean, this is going to sound a certain type of way and, but it's like rich white kids singing about the struggle in the hood, I think is ridiculous. And I, and I know that's a huge market and they get really behind it, but I'm just like, if I can't relate to anything in it, I, and I don't, I also don't like angry songs, Mm. you know, or like. I think we're like the total opposites when it comes to music that we like. Maybe it's the way you grew up. Yeah. I mean, but like you said, listen to music that's relatable or that makes you just feel good. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like some, I like Nicki Minaj. Yes. But I like it. I like her music because I feel like she's the best at her craft. Mm -hmm. She's Um, the queen of rap. I think so. So I just find she's so entertaining. Ruthless. Ruthless. Ridiculous. Talented. She writes a lot of her stuff. Yeah. So, I I mean, I guess I I like all types of music. Okay. Juan Silva 996 asks, have you ever been in love? I have been in love. You have. When? Mm -hmm. How many times? How many times have I been in love? Yeah. I would say I've been in love. Well, I don't. I think when I'm young, when I was younger, I don't know if it was love or like love is like one of those things that it like matures and changes. And um, there's like that infatuation. Then there's like infatuation, love. And then there's like love. And I would say like in terms of degrees, I've been in love twice. Okay. Recently? No. No, not recently. Mm -mm. Interesting. But I feel great about it yeah i don't do you love the do you do you you miss that feeling at times but i also like have been in it where i miss my independence so it's like what's 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 one sign uh one sign that like clarifies that oh yeah i'm in love um when i change my life for that other person and when i go to great lengths to make their life better or easier or for them to feel like it's when I start to get really thoughtful about someone. Yeah. To the degree of like putting them ahead of myself. Okay. That's when I feel like I have that love and I love that feeling and I'm sure it's going to come again. Mm. Sorry. I'm like, Ooh, these are good. These are kind of like they're, they're, they're dipping into your love life. Uh, They seem to ask a lot about it. (laughs) George White Wolf asked, mm. other than being a life coach, yes, what is your dream job? Oh, my dream job, which is why I became a public life coach. My dream job is to be able to be respected internationally to where I could help communities build up resources and like get I guess that's therapy and mental health, but I just, I would rather spend my energy helping people that didn't really have a shot, Mm. find a shot. And I'm drawn usually to like, that's why I went to Iraq and why I love going to Brazil. Like I do really have a strong desire to the adventure. And I, and I love this idea of, 
assisting people that never saw you coming. You know, as a life coach, people kind of see me, you know, here's who I am. This is what I do. They know about it. But when you're in like another country that has no resources, it's almost like, and I'm not religious yeah. and I'm not trying to bring, cause that's a lot of what happens. A lot of what happens in other countries is it's guised under like missionary and we're going to Haiti, but we're building houses in Haiti, but we're going with our church. And then you see all these, you know, people in a circle holding, like my stuff's not that. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to spread the word of like changing your life and getting better, not helping you through religion. I like that. So what would your, draw, your dream job be? My dream job would if be you wanna, like, if you were not my, a coach. my dream job would be to like help communities in other countries. If I got out of mental health all together, um, it would be, which I've started to do, which is like create scripts and treatments for like projects for movies and television. Mm. So at some point I'm looking to combine what I do with like TV and film. You're giving him too much, Mike. You're giving him too much. No easy there, easy there. But yeah, you're speaking it into existence. So that's yes. nice. You guys got to speak things into existence. Fred Valenzuela asked, when are you going to adopt me? With a sad face emoji. Fred Venezuela. Venezuela. I'm not adopting <laughs> anyone. He put a sad face emoji too, like a, like it was yeah. like, it was like, please adopt me. Yeah, I'm not adopting okay. a stranger off TikTok. So Fred. Sorry, Fred. I love you. Fred. But. Yeah. Speaking of adopt, would you ever adopt or would you ever have kids? Maybe. Yeah. But it's not like on my bucket list. Mm. <laughs> it's not like my top five, what I want to do in this life. But thank God there are a lot of people that that is. Yeah. Well, I've said this before to you, Mike, and I will say it again that we're live is I think you would be a great dad. If you ever decided to have kids, whether it's to have a surrogate or, you know, have someone have your kids, or if you adopted, you would be an amazing I dad. appreciate it. The, the, the kids would love the art, the right. amazing art that you have here. They'd love Vita. I just feel like if you have kids, you are committing to a lifestyle and you have to be fully committed to and selfless with having a kid. I don't think you can be like selfish and have kids. And so like, I don't, I'm, I look at how many people have kids that don't give their kids the greatest shot. And I, although I would be able to prepare a kid to be in the world, I think at a pretty, like a great success, I just feel like I would have to give up a lot of areas of my life and a lot would have to change. What do you feel like, what do you fear like you would lose? independence independence yeah like you're suddenly becoming really interested and in, in you because you're wanting to protect the kid it's like what school are they going to what activities are they doing what is their health like you have to be fully committed to that kid you don't get the luxury of doing both in my opinion now True. i haven't seen people get the luxury of doing both but maybe maybe there's a way to balance it yeah it's anxiety Hmm. We should probably change that username. Yeah. <laughs> it's anxiety asks, what's your Zodiac sign? 
Ooh, we're dipping into the zodiac signs. <laughs> if you don't know this, Mike's Mike, tell him how do you feel about zodiac signs? I mean, I feel like I feel like wizards are more real mm. than zodiac signs. Oof. Like fairies and pixies and trolls and goblins are closer to reality than what a zodiac sign says about someone. And I know that a lot of people on social media will go on and on and about like, oh, I'm this sign and you're this sign. I just feel like it's like saying this. I feel like there's more value in saying what's your favorite color. Mm. Some people are like into zodiac signs. Like they firmly believe yeah. like that's. Some people are into aliens. Some people are into True. wizards. You know, it's just, I just, I'm, I think I roll my eyes because I just feel like. I've never seen signs, you know, there's coincidences with like people getting along, but I don't think it's as, I feel like it's kind of like psychics. Yeah. If, if you went on a date, uh-huh. right. And the guy asked you, one of the first questions that he asked you is what's your Zodiac sign? I'd be turned off. Really? Yeah. Instantly. Instantly. Wow. I'd instantly be turned off. I'd be turned off and I'd be confused. Why am I on this date? Oh, my goodness. Well, I feel like it's just like, what are you? First of all, when someone asks that question, then they're trying to say our compatibility is dictated by this thing where there's no research that supports it. And I just kind of feel like it's like, I don't know, it's not hot. That's okay. I'd rather them say like, where were you born? My next question, Molly Susanna, was where were you born? Oh. That's so weird. You literally just. I'm a psychic. No, uh, (laughs) where I was born, Long Beach, California. And I grew up in Laguna Hills, California. Oh, good old California. Yes. Robert Joseph 043 asked, why are you still single? You're so good looking. Why are all these questions about my fucking romantic life? Like, I'm like, I'm. I think too, it's like in general, you know, there's this stigma, even more so than mental health, I feel like, about being single. Like somehow, if you're single, that implies that uh, there's something either wrong with you or you've been hurt. And I, and I, I, people will ask me, why are you single? Mm hmm. Which is odd. Like, I think it's odd. And like, I think this infatuation with what celebrities dating, what celebrity, I'm like, I could give a rat's ass who's dating who, you know, like, you know how the, in all these magazines, it'll be on the cover of magazines. I'm like, I can't believe that people are interested in who strangers are in relationships with and be critical of those strangers. It's like, and when I've been in a relationship, like, I don't, I'm not vocal about it, at least not on social media yet. Yeah. Because I just am like, why am I going to put out there my relationship? And I, I think, too, like, look, being in this life coaching space, there aren't, which is, this is a segue, but it's like, there aren't a lot of gay life coaches, like, that are mainstream, that go into different environments that are like heterosexual or gay or like, you know, different cultures. And I feel like I'm able to do a lot of that. And part of it is, I don't think that 
me putting my relationship or relationships on other people is helpful. Like if my job is to help people, I don't, I don't see the value. I mean, I guess I would share if I'm in, I don't want anyone feeling bad too. Like, Oh, everyone's in a relationship. But I just think this whole idea, like the divorce rates over 50% in the U S you know, people get married and everyone acts like it's the most beautiful thing at the wedding. Meanwhile, like we talked about on that one podcast episode about, you know, getting drunk at parties. It's like the odds are it's not going to last. And I don't know, for example, for all I know, I could end up in a relationship with one person or two people. I could end up in uh, being single for a long time. But I just want to make sure that people who are single don't have to feel the pressure that's put in like every movie, every news article about like being in a relationship. Yeah. Cause it's funny. Like when you go to like, um, like it's like those people that say whenever they go to family parties, there's always the aunt or uncle that's like, Oh, where's, you know, why don't you have, or why aren't you in a relationship yet? It's like, why? I mean, do, okay. To answer your question, mm-hmm. why are you still single? I'm sure it's very simple. Well, because I've been chosen to be in a relationship. Bam. Right. Good. Yeah. I like that. Okay. As they, as they should know. Like I think I just get activated around it because I, people ask me that a lot. I bet. And I don't understand the theory. Like, I, it's a weird theory to me. There, why aren't you? Instead of saying, why are you in a relationship? Like, why are you in, why are you in that relationship that's unhealthy? Why have you stuck with it for several years? So we're trying to compare a relationship potentially that's unhealthy Mm -hmm. to someone being single. Tell me which relationship is more unhealthy. And then you look at relationships overall. There's this idea, which I think sucks for people in relationships, that they're so great. You know, the sex life's great. They're exciting. We have the same passion today as we had before. And I, by the way, I've worked with a lot of these couples who have public profiles. It's all bullshit. Mm. And everyone thinks that they need to show up at these events or parties or get together, show their love, showcase their love or what have you. And I just think like, I, I think this is a tradition with mm. humans that has just kept going over time. And I think it's just, I'm like the opposite of, I have never been interested because someone, a friend of mine got in a relationship. I would be like, oh, that's awesome. Or you feel good about it. Yeah. I respect that. Well, I like that answer. You can respect or not respect <laughs> this. <just the> way <laughs> no, I I'm saying yeah. I, I like that answer. It's a good answer. Milani215 asks, are you a freak in the sheets? What? <laughs> Milani215 asks, am I a freak in the sheets? Tony, why don't you clarify what freak means so I can understand the question? Mm, freak as in uh, uh, freak uh, in the oh, sheets. You yes, know freak, yes. No, no, I know. Freak I'm in just, the sheets is like, do you like to get wild? What does that mean, Tony? Like, do you like to stir away from the most basic? What's stirring away, Tony? You want me to give you an example? Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm asking like freaking, what freak like, in the sheets freak is. Freak in the sheets is Are you like, a freak in the sheets, Tony? 
I can be. Okay, I am a freak in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm right. Just- I can be. All Takes right. a lot of effort though. All right. Yeah. Next one is um Chessy295. This is the last TikTok, TikTok question. Okay. These TikTok, by the way, these TikTok questions are kind of in the same category. So curious, like as we switch social media platforms, if also the questions switch. Yes. Chessy295 asks, are you single or married? I'm single. Okay. Isn't it funny how they went from single or married? Like they didn't even say, are you single or you did? It's just single or married. Like there's only, that's it. Yeah. Either you're available or not, I guess. Pretty much. All right. We're heading. But you know, the funny thing is when you Google my name and you can Google like Mike bear wife, it basically will say there's, there's some Google searches that say I'm married to a woman. There's also like a ton of fake profiles that are on like, straight, gay, bi, all these websites. Like I get literally five to 10 people who hit me up every single day Mm -hmm. with, I don't know who in this, wherever they're living is creating fake profiles of me, but um, so I can understand why that person may be confused. (laughs) We're in the Facebook. Let's go to the Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Realm. These are my mature people. Rod Edwards. Mm. Boxers or briefs. I don't, uh, I like the, like, is it Lycra material? Spandex and Lycra? Kind of like, uh, you're going to go to the gym and work out. Boxer briefs. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There's Facebook. They're writing paragraphs. Those are my peeps. They're right. They're going in. Okay. Salima asks, how can I overcome fear phobia? What's her name? Salima. Salima. Yeah. Salima. Salima. Well, the the answer to gain over fear or phobia depends on what you're afraid of. And usually it helps to really pinpoint and figure out, is it based around you trying to feel safe? Is it based around what others think? Is it based around you don't believe in yourself? You know, first it's identifying what is the real fear, mm. peeling it back and then kind of understanding, okay, the nature of me is I'm afraid to leave the house because I'm afraid of what people think. Well, then you have something to work with and say, okay, well, uh, is it true? No, people aren't thinking about you. You know, we're all, it, it, phobias and fear to a degree can become an extremely self-centered problem because we forget that people aren't thinking about us, Mm. but it just depends on what the phobia is. Obviously that's a lot different than like someone who has a lot of OCD or hoarding is very different than um, someone who uh, is afraid of flying. So it's just, it depends what it is. What was the last thing you were afraid of, if you don't mind me asking, that you had to like overcome? I was afraid of uh, public speaking because I didn't think I was very good at it. And I started to get asked to speak at different events. And some of these events would have, you know, 3,000 people at them. And I didn't know who I was in that space. I didn't know... 
I didn't know who I was because we often don't know who we are when we're trying something new because we've never done it. And so it was, uh, and I actually got on the phone with someone I was dating and talked to them about, you know, me going on stage. And um, I think asking for help during those periods of time takes away a lot of that fear. And I pray and I meditate. And then I get the like, I'm a badass. I'm going to figure this shit out. Yes. Michelle Mm. Young Dixon asks. Michelle Young Dixon. What's your secret to balancing so much in your busy life without becoming overwhelmed? Uh, That is a great question Michelle asked, which is how do we balance our lives? And I think it's first figuring out what area of our life feels really out of balance. And for me, it's important that I get sleep, you know, get at least seven hours of sleep. It's important that I sweat almost every day. It's important that I socially interact with different people, even when I don't want to. It's important for me that I surround myself with people in my profession that I like and that I love. And I also meditate, you know, even before doing the podcast today, I was meditating and I basically was like, all right, well, what are 10 things I'm grateful for with this current podcast? Because the brain can go to every problem and sometimes it does really naturally. And so for me, finding balance is really figuring out how I can get grateful in those areas of my life that I'm wanting to be better at. I like that. All right. Nancy from Facebook asks, I'm 77. Could I still benefit from one decision? Absolutely. I mean, we all could benefit from working on ourselves and figuring out how to better our life, whether we're at the beginning of our life or at the end of our life. So I would love it, Nancy, if you picked up a copy of One Decision and uh, message me. I would love to hear what your experience is like working through it. Yes. Bonkers Smith asks, how did you quit smoking cigarettes? If you had any, how did you manage cravings? I'm meth free, but Mm. still struggle with cigarettes. Bonkers, that is a great question because a lot of people uh, struggle with quitting smoking. And the line that they always say is, I'm quitting or I'm cutting back. But they're really not. Um, They're just kind of convincing themselves that they're making progress. But cigarettes, for a lot of people, very few people are able to smoke cigarettes where they're having like one before bed and one in the morning. Like in theory, that sounds amazing. And that's how everyone starts. The The main thing with cigarettes is getting past the physical withdrawals. The physical withdrawals only last a few days. Um, what I do, and I've done it a few times when I quit, is I had a friend stay with me. And I said, hey, will you stay with me for two days? I'm going to order your favorite food. I'm going to get us like even a massage. We're going to watch movies. I'll make it as comfortable for you as possible. The only thing you have to do is ensure that I don't smoke a cigarette. Get me past this physical addiction part. And it works. Just two days? Yeah, two, three days. And then, um, and then there's a group called Nicotine Anonymous. It's free. Free group. And it works. It absolutely works because once the physical addiction is gone 
It's about how do you cope with life? How do you deal with your anxiety? How do you deal with fear? How do you deal with people, places, or things where you would be smoking before? And by creating a community of people, we're able to change much easier than doing it alone. A lot of people who try to quit smoking cigarettes, they do it alone, and it's really frustrating. Whereas Nicotine Anonymous, I know the anonymous programs don't want like promotion, but they work. And Nicotine Anonymous works. Like the first check-in at that meeting is you raise your hand if you have an hour. You have an hour off nicotine. And then they do 24 hours and one week. And uh, I just can't recommend it enough. And it's free. Nice. Christy Soloway asks, how do you maintain your sanity when dealing with everyone's issues? I mean, I think I'm hardwired where I, it depends what the issues are. Mm. If I'm helping someone, I feel at peace, no matter what their issues are. Um, when their issues enter in my own life, like say if I'm working with someone and their issue is they're chronically late, which then causes me to not look good, that's different than uh, me helping someone. When I'm helping someone, uh, I don't even carry any of their, it's a, I love doing it. So I don't even feel, I don't carry any of it. Gotcha. I'm excited for them. I'm excited to help them. Bob asks, where did you get Vita? Is she a rescue? Okay, Vita, I say that I rescued her from Bakersfield. Vita Maria is my dog, but I rescued her from a place that creates Labradoodles. So she was a dark Labradoodle. Um, I got Vita when she was seven months old. Um, dogs are not cheap when they're labradoodles i think i spent like 2500 dollars on her and i know for the people who talk about rescues like rescue 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 vita's the first dog that i've had and uh based upon my schedule and lifestyle i wanted to have a dog that i could train from the beginning and not i don't have the patience or skill at this stage to train a dog from a shelter that that was my belief. Now I think differently, but you know, people get upset if you don't rescue a dog, but it's like I've had a lot of friends too who have rescued some dogs and have had some very bad consequences. Yeah. Mm. Larissa Brooke Ford asks, are you straight, bi, or gay? Let me ask you this, Tony. Why do you think so it's a woman, right? Mm -hmm. So why do you think she's asking? If I'm straight by or gay, like, what do you think is the actual like agenda? Just say it. Like what, why do you think she she's wants asking? to know if she has a chance? Okay. But let's say when she has a chance, that means that I would be straight. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's say I'm straight. Now, what are the odds I'm going to end up with Larissa who right off the bat, her first question to me is, are you gay by or straight? What straight man is initially going to go, Larissa, you sound like a dynamic woman. <laughs> I mean, you are fascinating the way your brain works. That's not attractive. No. Nah. So are we sure that she's asking because she wants to see if she has a chance? It's probably then just to ask. She's just curious. Yeah. I just think it's like, look, I'm, I'm gay. And it's kind of weird. Like, I've noticed comments since I've come out on Dr. Phil 
where you know someone will be like oh i love him he's so hot and then the comments the other women will be like yeah but he's gay and yeah i was disappointed when i heard that and then i'm kind of like why would that why would that create any disappointment because and then i'll look at these women's profile and they're married mm-hmm. so i'm like do women want the fantasy because i know there's like romance novels that women really get into it's a huge industry yeah is the fantasy for women different than men mm. Because for men, I don't think like a gay guy, I mean, some guys may be really into straight. Yeah. Right. But guys don't go, oh, they're gay. Now I can live in a fantasy. And I'm just wondering if females are more inclined for that because that's more the kind of response I've gotten. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Or or the guys like, like I, I looked at one of my Facebook comments that was like, I think I said, I don't understand Fast and Furious 9 because that was the worst movie I've seen ever ever in my life, right? And I didn't see the first eight, but I saw number nine. And this guy commented, yeah, that's because you're, uh, uh, he implied like, I don't know if he called me a fudge packer or like, a, uh, uh, he basically like made a joke. Yeah, that's because you're like a, a, a gay dude, right? Really? Yeah, which again, like I don't, I'm not offended, right? Yeah. Like, but I'm like, what would make someone think that you don't like this movie, and then because you're gay? I, 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 that's I don't know. I mean, I knew you weren't gonna like the movie. It's cheesy. It's unrealistic. Yeah, I, I just, I, just, I think like, I think with social media for anyone, you know, it's, it's, and that, and I'm looking forward to meeting more of the people who like have bought best self in one decision. And I like doing the empowerment group because I actually got to see people's faces and interact because over text, even with friendships, Mm -hmm. when you text people, you can't tell the tone and you can't tell the vibe and you have to add smiley faces or winks or hearts to help someone realize like you're not saying it with a certain tone. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to the days when I can start to meet up with like, you know, mm-hmm. people who really love what I do because then it just feels more real. Nice. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. We're going to wrap this up Mm. with, I'm going to just throw out five questions from Instagram. Yes. All right. Instagram. Instagram. Right. We're going to go So it in. sounds like TikTok was all about um, if I'm single so far. Pretty much. Facebook, there were some questions about like dealing with life mm-hmm. um, and some women who were asking about if I'm gay or straight. Yeah. And now we're over to Instagram. Instagram. All right. All right. Jay, you're an attractive guy. Have you ever, mm-hmm. ever considered posing naked who says i haven't oh we're gonna leave it at that <laughs> no. all right I, I don't i don't i'm not drawn to posing naked i don't know what it doesn't do anything for my self-esteem 
So I don't know. You know, like I'm sure there's photos out there for sure though. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. Tamara asked, do you have a special someone in your life? I mean, it's not, not so- right. It is kind of this, not, right now. I don't have a special someone, but I'm dating. Okay. I'm dating right now. Next question. Thomas, yeah. would you go on a date? With who? It, it, he didn't say he specified with who. He just said, would you go on a date? Yes, I went on a date a week ago. Nice. Yeah. Savannah asked, when will you come to Brazil? Savannah, um, I love Brazil. I'll probably go within the next month. All right, Mike. This is the last question. Last question. All right, we're wrapping it up with this. Yes. This is a text. Someone texted you a question. I hey, love Speedo that. guy. What is your favorite Speedo you have ever worn in the world? And what brand would you like in Speedo? What's my fa- First of all, I've only worn Speedos in the last, I would say, year and a half. Mm. Which is weird because it says I've gotten older. I've kind of been like, why wear more fabric? <laughs> like, why? Like, it makes no sense. It's hot outside. Why am I wearing more fabric? Like, it doesn't make sense. But then I, when I, Brazil, by going to Brazil, like, it's unusual if you're not wearing a Speedo. Like, that is the nature of going to the beach and what have you. But on TikTok, people have loved me in Speedos. And so uh, I would say like any, like, I don't know, any Speedo that's comfortable. Okay. Well, to answer the question, I actually brought. Speedo options? What's in the bag? You have several Speedos in that bag. Okay. Which out of all those Speedos is your favorite? Uh, Which out of all these Speedos are my favorite? Yes. Oh my gosh, there's a lot of Speedos. (laughs) Holy shit. I have a lot of Speedos. They're really cheap in Brazil. I would say my favorite Speedo right now are these gray ones. Okay. They're just really comfortable and they have a little zipper. Oh. So you could put like your hotel room key in the, in the zipper. <laughs> it's like waterproof. No, I'm being serious. I love it. I thought that these ones would look good, but I feel like I just look I look kind of weird in them. Mm, they're a little wonky. I, th- these ones, I feel like I need to be painted or something and going through a forest. So it's not quite the right fit. These I bought in Brazil like five years ago, but they're Sagarelli and cheese, meaning like they're just, <laughs> I've worn them so much that like, you know, they could probably, you know, be a blanket on someone really tiny. These, uh, there's just no way I would wear these in public because they're way too tight. So I would go with these gray, comfy Speedos that I bought in Rio de Janeiro. Nice. And that's it. That's to wrap it up. Well, thanks, everyone, for asking me questions. And uh, hopefully I was able to answer what some of you were interested in. And, um, you know, the best way to support this podcast is if you could rate and review it, especially on Apple. I know I've asked you guys before, but that is so helpful because it helps with the algorithm and helps me accomplish more of what I want to do. Also, you can text me. You, Yes, it's really me because people ask me. You can text me at 310-984-1858. That's 310-984-1858. And then if there's anything that you thought was uh, relatable or fun, you can always message me on Instagram at Coach Mike Bear. You can always... If you tag me when you post about the podcast, 
you know, I'll likely reshare it and I appreciate the support. So next time we get together, we will uh, keep it magical and keep it going in a magical direction. So talk soon. Bye-bye. This has been a Stage 29 podcast production. The podcast is executive produced by Patty Chiano, Laferne Cusack, and Stephanie Kaysen. Our audio editors are Jackson Ruff and Jonathan DeMatty. Callie Keltz is the social media producer. And a special thanks to the rest of our podcast crew, Rwani Horinige, William Cusack, Lisa Clark, Katie Brown, and Morgan Kaler. The Always Evolving with Coach Mike Bear podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as a replacement or substitution for any professional, medical, financial, legal, or other advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This podcast does not constitute the practice of medicine or any other professional service. The use of any information provided during this podcast is at the listener's own risk. For medical or other advice appropriate to your specific situation, please consult a physician or other trained professionals.